Hello. Sorry, that was that was rough. Hello. Yeah, that was a weird audio glitch. But you know what? I think we're okay now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lucky Podcast with Jay or Eric. Sometimes other people as well. Uh, today, uh, as promised, it's a bit a little late, but we are doing the New Hope Star Wars. Yes. Uh, as Eric has previously said, it's a little slow, but that is to be expected when it's the like the least amount of funding I would assume from any of the Star Wars movies. Oh, definitely. Uh, and we'll actually touch on that later. I had a couple things to talk about funding-wise. But jumping right into it, uh, what do you think? Opening crawl. Overall? Opening crawl. I don't know. It was it was very strange. Why? To sort of sort of like going back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because we've gone through all the all the the beginnings or all the uh, prequels that have made afterward. They go back to being simpler than it was. Yeah. Uh, I think it was weird that they capitalized the Death Star, like all caps. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know if you noticed that, but I just I don't know. That's I. I, I mean, I guess that was at the time meant to emphasize it. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I think easily one of the best opening scenes of any movie is that scene where the ship kind of comes out over the planet and then the entire Star Destroyer is right after him. Not only because it's, yeah, it's right like, behind them. Not only cool on its own, but also given what we know from Rogue One, mm-hmm. it's so much cooler because we realized how much they just narrowly escaped and now they're getting caught. Oh yeah, they're just barely out. No, I just think I just think I think that's one thing Rogue One did really well is that they gave us new insight into an already sick scene. Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of, it sort of started off, it was the beginning. Yeah, and I also, the second thing I have to think about is, I'm like, I can't tell, and this might just be me, but I can't tell what's animated and what's not, if that makes mm. sense. I can't tell what they added, because you know how George Lucas did, a, like, a bajillion things added in later? Yeah. I can't tell which is added in later and which is not, because, like, a couple things look a little too real, and a couple things look super animated. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell what he added in later and what he added in now. It, that's just a me thing because I I, see what you mean. I'm, I'm trying to see what he added in and a couple things are super obvious but i can't tell was that ship really like that in the original i can't even i can't even tell yeah, no you, you'll have you it's really impossible to tell unless you go back and watch the original and sort of compare them side by side so so we have this recreate well not recreation the original but we have this kind of repeat of the scene in rogue one where they're all waiting in their uh in the hallway waiting for the yeah, the hallway where they just watch their friends get cut down by uh, yeah i'm not, I'm not going to lie i feel like the stormtroopers i don't know for the tactical geniuses that they were supposed to be kind of chose a really narrow entry point to funnel through yet they still somehow killed them yeah very there's quickly like, there's, there's literally there might be 20 20 uh, rebel soldiers say yeah i would say so and the and they they go they go one by one filing in one by one through this door, and somehow yeah. everyone dies. Yeah, a lot of the uh, the Pratt falls I thought were a little much. Uh, yeah, sort like of. Like, all the, all, yeah, like I know what you mean. Like sort of like they, the comedic sort of like oh, falling. Yeah, over they got shot and they kind of like flail. Yeah. They're like, oh no! I thought that was a little dumb, but that's just me, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say all my, the only transition of the movie that I actually liked throughout this scene or the the opening scene was when they used the the clouds from the explosion to to transition to the next scene. Oh yeah, that's true. I just thought that was a cool because the majority of the the transitions for the rest of the movie They're are just like George, swipes. Yeah, classic George Lucas wipe screens. Yeah. So I just don't know. Uh, a lot. Especially in Attack of the Clones, there's a lot. Easily. 
easily one of the best scenes is just Darth Vader walking in. Because I didn't realize, I guess I haven't watched New Hope in a while, but I didn't realize just how, like, like, there's been minimal CGI work done on Darth Vader throughout the years. Yeah, no, he's... His outfit's so... He's a dude in a suit. No, you know what I mean? It's, like, such a practical outfit that there's, like, there's there's limited effects they can even do on it. Yeah. You know, C-3PO, they might have been able to edit a, cute, a couple things, maybe R2-D2. But Darth Vader, I mean, he looks the exact same then, which is... He looks very it, similar, yeah. Makes it that much more iconic. Okay, so where's your first note? Because mine uh, is the, when Darth the, Vader's talking to Princess Leia. Okay, I have one. I just think that it's interesting that uh, uh, C-3PO says we'll be smashed or sold to the spice mines of Kessel. He does reference Kessel, yeah. I thought that was sick. I didn't realize, because I mean, I guess I, I just, when you watch New Hope without reference of Rogue One or the Clone Wars, you don't know what Kessel is. You just know it's like the Kessel Run or something like that. Later on, if you even manage to connect Han Solo to that offhand yeah. comment by C-3PO. So I just think it's very interesting that he referenced the spice mines of Kessel, Kessel right in like that first scene in a movie yeah. that would go on to elaborate considerably on Kessel. Yeah. So my note is, you know, he captures Leia, right? And then she's like, what are you doing, Darth Vader? You have to let this ship go because, we diplomatic are, ship. because we're a diplomatic ship, right? Yeah. Well, there are many things wrong with that. One... If the Star Destroyer was requesting to dock, why would you start shooting at it if you were a diplomatic ship? Yeah, sure. When the stormtroopers start to come into the door, why'd you start shooting at them in the first place? Exactly. And three, he saw you depart from a rebel ship and start flying away. It's pretty obvious that you're not on a diplomatic (laughs) ship. Yeah, literally. Uh, I had a a, a line, sorry, a little bit before when he questions Leia, but where where Leia's hiding and the stormtroopers in like the most non-soldier casual way go there's one set your guns to stun and in saying those three lines gives her enough time to quite literally gun down one of the stormtroopers i know because if we're taking into account if stormtroopers like han solo was in the stormtroopers division or whatever yeah uh if we're taking into account they all had like families and just due to some idiots like uh bad timing yeah that that she just happened to just gun one of them down and just yeah, she just pull out a handgun uh, and shoot them. I also thought when they when they eject off the escape pod in in the escape pod and they're like, "There's no life forms on it. Don't shoot it down." I'm like, what kind no, of logic? Well, that's still that's droids. What kind of logic is that? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to. I'm just wondering, like, what do you think? What who do you think is on the escape pod? No one just yeah. Why would it have fired if it wasn't? Yeah, no one, and it's a smaller ship too. It's not like there's like a bajillion escape pods everywhere. Yeah, Uh, I think also back to when she's being questioned by Darth Vader. You'll notice all the little hip pops and hands on hips action that Darth Vader do. Oh yeah, I do notice. You notice that? I just watched a vid. I just watched it. She goes, Darth Vader, only you could be so bold, and he quite literally puts his hands on his hip and pops his hip out like really sassy. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, no. Vader, like, that's, Vader's, that's, Vader's that's sassy. A, Vader doesn't even know Leia's his daughter, but already he's he's his dad is kicking in. Yeah, his dad. I'm honestly, I'm honestly surprised. Imagine if he's just like I'm. A, I'm a senator on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Hello, uh, I'm a senator, I'm a senator on, a diplomatic on diplomatic mission, mission to Alderaan. Mission Alderaan. I'm dad. <laughs> that would that would have been that would have been that would have made this movie a hundred times better. That would have been the best thing ever. Uh. Then Darth Vader seems to be the only intelligent person on the ship who connects the dots that maybe the droids that they saw earlier maybe escaped on the escape pod that they didn't shoot. Yeah. 
So I'd like that Darth Vader's the only competent one on board. It's pretty funny, uh, yeah. Skipping ahead to when they're on the alien planet, do you have, when's your next note? On Tatooine? Uh, when Luke or, or still regarding the droids. Well, I do want to say that I, I, I started to notice how you're talking about R2-D2 bullying C-3PO. Yeah, I told you. He has a personality, and that's like a mean one. Yeah. It's uh, pretty sad. I also thought it was interesting when uh, C-3PO is standing up on this ridge. Yeah. Do you notice that they referenced that in uh, Rise of Skywalker? No, I didn't know it. They're, they're, they're standing up. He's standing up on this ridge in the movie, and there's this giant snake-looking thing. Okay, I, knew there, I knew that was there. But remember in Rise of Skywalker where they're on the desert desert planet and they fall into the trap and there's that giant snake thing? Oh, yeah. I forgot that even happened, but I, I kind of connected those dots. Ooh, was was like, that a reference to that? I th- it could have been. I mean, why would, what else would it have been? Plus, I think they were on Tatooine there, weren't they? Because then they go to Mos Eisley in the Rise of Skywalker? No, that was not Tatooine. But it wasn't Jakku. It wasn't Jakku and it wasn't Tatooine. I don't think it was any of them, either mm-hmm. of them. Well, it, w- it would have been interesting if that was their, their callback, because I, I do think that's a cool scene where they have the giant skeletal creature behind them. Yeah. And like, I think that would have been a cool uh, callback. Remember, they found that thing above ground, and then the, they found the living creature version, like, in underneath, like, black sand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In, like, a cavern. Uh, I, I don't know why. This might just be me, but after watching The Mandalorian, uh, you know that scene with all the Jawas, and they steal a ship? Yeah, they just dismantle it really see- quickly now is the minions from Despicable Me. Am I yeah, the only kinda. one? Because like in the original movie, the Jawas made their own different sounds. But after the Mandalorian, if you look at the Mandalorian sounds that the Jawas make, it's it's not even it's it's not even okay because you can totally hear they sound like minions. That's kind of it is, and, and it but, also and you, you lose know. like because I mean even even Jawas they don't look dangerous, but you don't know who they are when they go to kidnap the droids. You don't know what they look like. I don't know what they look like, so they're a little mysterious. But after seeing that Mandalorian episode, I feel like the menace behind them is a little bit lost. Yeah. If, if there was any menace in the first place, but still. I know what you mean. Yeah, no, they're a little less aggressive. Cut ahead to, uh, do do anything about them when they're in the sand crawler? No. Uh, cut ahead to when the stormtroopers are, like, out in the in the sand, and they're like, hey, look for the droids. Uh, yeah, true. did you know? And this is this is like the first instance where the CGI really makes a difference. There's just this randomly inserted, really badly animated lizard that the stormtroopers riding. Yeah, yeah, I know that looks really bad. Super poorly animated. Really bad. And it just, it, it looks out of place. And then, and speaking of out of place, later on in the movie we'll touch on it. But in most eyes, there's a whole host of really CGI uh, additions. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely saw But we'll talk about things. that in a little bit. Uh, your next part, uh, when we get to the Luke farm? Oh, uh, yeah, my next part's like... All right, so we, we can get to that scene. Well, what do you think? Uh, well, well, how far... Do you have a note there on Luke's farm? I'm at Luke's farm, yes. I have some notes about that. Okay, well, why don't you go first? I think, and this might just be me... Not making excuses. I know why. Uh, I think just Hayden Christensen was given a bad script. But to make myself feel better, I have thought Luke Skywalker is quite whiny in this movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I want to go to the Imperial Academy. Why won't you let me go? Oh, there? but I was going to go into Tatashi Station to pick up some power converters. Exactly. And I was like, hold on. 
what if Hayden Christensen was basing his whininess off of Luke's original whininess? Yeah, what if this whole time it wasn't George Lucas's bad writing with Hayden Christensen, it was George Lucas's bad writing with Mark Hamill. The truth, the truth is, is out. out. That's it makes me feel better about Hayden Christensen. Because actually, on a separate side note, Hayden Christensen's actually a really, really good actor, and I've seen him in a couple other movies. Oh yeah, and, uh, and he really is a solid actor, and he and he has this one really emotional movie in a movie called uh, uh, Shattered Glass, Shattering Glass. Okay, I don't um, know if I've seen that, but it, it's 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 solid. It's a really good movie, but it kind of puts you in perspective how how bad the the lines he were given in the prequels were. Because in the prequel, he yeah. feels pretty robotic. And then... It wasn't his bad acting. It was George Lucas's crappy writing. Yeah. But I don't know what that was, though. Because George Lucas clearly wrote well in the uh, in the uh, original trilogy. So I don't know what changed in the prequels. Or... I don't know. Well, and then here, okay, this is really going off into tangent. Um, I think, and this might just be me, but I think the originals were better at telling a storyline all the way through. Yeah, but I think the prequels gave fans like us a lot more content, and I think that might have been his problem. Is he was just kind of going content over uh, story. Yeah, I know exactly referenced... what you mean. There was a lot there in the prequels, and that might have been the he problem. referenced you know the Clone Wars, and they, there's all that to go into. And he did a TV show about that. There's all these characters on Coruscant. Aura Singh is in there. Boba Fett's backstory is in there. There's so much little backstories and, and side plots that could have been gone into. Yeah, but I think that's definitely an interesting. Uh, thing to go into that there was a lot more content in the prequels rather than stories well that's like sort of the difference between the sequels and the prequels is the sequels they had everything to go off of from the past so they could sort of build their own story but there was so much like lore and stuff because there was no lore for the future but there was so much lore and stuff from the past that he went into it he probably felt like he had to add in some like specific stuff yeah exactly and that's where the yeah. sequels, they kind of just had to base it off of the originals and then what they thought would happen next, you know, mm-hmm. which is which is wild. Uh, I think uh, when they, they're having dinner and he wants to go to the uh, academy. Is yeah. the academy the Imperial Academy? Yeah, that's my, that was my thing. Yeah. Is, that was my note is, does he want to join the Empire? Yeah, I was going to say. Wait a minute. Mm, that's not good. Uh. <laughs> He's like, hold on, he wants to be a pilot. Well, actually, I didn't. I did think that. I was like, wait a minute. So now there's two pilots. They both want to be pilots. Did he say he thinks he can fly? I think he does. Who? Who? Luke. Yeah. Luke. I mean, he's clearly a pilot, but I think I just thought that. Of that. I don't think he's a good. No, one. but I just thought of that. I was like, hold on, like he's a pilot and Han's a pilot. I didn't realize that because you don't think of Luke. As well, he pilot. yeah, he's also a pilot because he flies the X wings that blow up the Death Star. Exactly. So I just I think that's an interesting thing to talk about. Um. I think it's cool, though, that there's this uh, subplot going on where the aunt and uncle, um, Baru and Lars, are both – they know that if they let him go to the Empire, he might come in contact with Darth Vader, and then he would be in danger. And they know Darth Vader is his father. Yeah. So, so I like, thought that, ooh, I don't know if I want that to happen. I definitely thought that was a very interesting subplot because, you know, on face value, you're watching that scene, and it's just they're being tools, and they're not letting him go to the Academy. But, yeah. like, you understand mm-hmm. – after the prequels and after kind of just knowing what you know, you're like, oh, they were doing it for his best interest, and it was like kind of a, a scene like that. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. Anything else about the the farm scene specifically? No, not that scene specifically. My next scene is actually quite a while away. It's when um he meets Obi Wan. Okay. Uh, how much would it have sucked to be a moisture farmer? 
You literally farm yeah. water. That would be so it's just sad. just the most boring life you can ever have. You don't even have the, 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 the happiness of farming fruits or vegetables or something. It's quite literally. No. It's not like you're saving money on growing your own food. Yeah, literally. And they have to drink blue milk, which is already disgusting. Yeah. Um, oh, not as disgusting as that scene from The Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I thought before we go into the Obi Wan scene because I, I my next note my next big note is also in the Obi Wan scene, but I thought uh, the okay. Tuscan Raiders pretty sick. Am I, am I just no? I think they're cool. I, I just think they're cool because they're, they're kind of creepy. You know, they, they're I think I think that's what George Lucas did really well with all scary characters in the stories that she did well with giving them anonymity. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? They gave the Jawas. They don't know who they are. Who are they under those masks? Tuscan Raiders, who are they? What do they want? Why are they there? Stormtroopers, they have not, no qualities. They just, they're just mindless soldiers as far as we know until you know, later on. So I think that's, I think that's yeah. what he did really well is that he kind of put this anonymity into it where you didn't know who they were or what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he did really well. Like, you're sort of adding the mystery Yeah, there. plus what he, what he learns. And then I think the sick, the sick part is when the uh, Tuscan Raider, he turns around, and they're just right behind him. That scene always gets me to jump. Yeah, he turns around, and there's just that a Tuscan Raider. always gets like, me oh, jump. I don't, I don't know why. I just always, like, freaks me out, because he, like, turns right around, and he's just right there. Yeah, there, there they are. Oh, I didn't Tuscan see 3PO one, by the way. Just wondering. I don't know. Didn't they, like, take out C-3PO? No, C-3PO, I'm watching the scene. C-3PO, quite literally, like an idiot, falls backwards. No, oh. no, no one hits him. He just, I mean, he, he does the fight or flight. He quite literally does neither. He falls over. Well, he's a protocol droid. What's he going to do? I don't do? know, but not fall over. This is, like the, this is like the same thing where it was like that would you rather question where it was, would you rather get treated by the um, medical droids or C-3PO? What is C-3PO going to do? No, but not, what was it? Why did he fall over? He had no reason to fall over. Maybe they hit him from behind and we just didn't see no, it. they didn't. I'm watching the scene, Eric. They, they didn't. Also, when the Tuscan Raiders go to, like, ransack his speeder, yeah, uh, you'll notice on the behind him on the walls, there's uh, some Arabic writing, which is why they, they filmed it in, like, Oman or whatever. So I thought that was cool that they, that they, they, didn't, they oh, didn't manage to edit out the, uh, the Arabic that's just on the walls. Oh yeah, that's true. Cool. Uh, now okay, now now we can go to where you were at. Uh, what what about? I just dropped something. Uh, yeah, Obi-Wan's um, house or just in general? Uh, Obi- no, not at Obi Wan. Obi Wan's house. No, I was uh, I was at the uh, thing where he very first uh, comes in contact with Obi Wan. Is how the age old question? How come Obi Wan doesn't uh, recognize R two D two? Oh, I actually read this. I actually read this. It's actually canon in like a, some of the comic books. Uh, he says that he doesn't recognize him or he says he doesn't remember owning a droid. Technically, that's not a lie. He doesn't remember owning a droid, but also later on in the canon comic book, there's a whole scene where he like touches this hand to the uh, touches his hand to R2-D2 and is like, I, I, like, good to see you, my old friend, or whatever. Yeah. Mm, but there is that, it does feel like a little bit of cheating to me to create canon just to explain plot holes. I mean, it's not yeah. the worst thing they've ever done, but like, and then I think it's a solid idea, whereas like the... um jk rowling and harry potter where she's just gone back and changed stuff willy-nilly yeah. whereas george lucas and star wars has just added more stuff onto it and added more information in canon yeah, yeah he's not just changing it around so something else happened he's uh, adding more to it to make it so giving itself sense. a sense of legitimacy and more content less confusing exactly. uh i thought <laughs> 
I thought when they go back to his house and he just gives this random teenager a lightsaber. I don't think this teenager's random. I think he knows that it's Anakin's son. Yeah, yes, obviously. yes, he might know. But imagine the panic that surged through Obi-Wan when he gives him the lightsaber and Luke, the first thing Luke does... The... Is turn it on and just start no, waving no, it around. Before he turns it on, is he aims the sword at his face. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does he do that. He looks down the thing. <laughs> that's such a bad I Imagine Obi-Wan's idea. like, no! And he just ignites it and that's it. End of the story. Credits roll. Oh my god. That's just so funny because I'm like, all right, well, you know, that's the end of the movie if he just turned it on. He just kills himself. Yeah, and he turns it on and uh, and it's quite cool. (laughs) And he just starts waving it around and I thought it would have been funny if he just like sliced through C-3PO open or something like that. Yeah, cut it, like swung back, cut his head off. No idea how to wield these. Um, I thought it was crazy yeah. that uh, Alec Guinness and, and Obi-Wan referenced the Clone Wars in this comment. Yeah, he references the Clone Wars and the Old Republic. That's my next, that was my next note is that he references and I was like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, the yeah, Clone I was, Wars and the I was Old like, Republic. what the heck is this? Because clearly, apparently George Lucas knew exactly where the entire movie was going since, like, the beginning. That would have meant, yeah, I, mean, I, I would guess he had an idea. This wasn't even edited in there, you know? Like this, this was like an actual line from the original movie when he talked about the Clone Wars in 1970 to a movie that will come out like 30 years later. Yeah, which is, actually, which is wild. More actually than 30 years later, 35. Which years is just later. wild to me that he he referenced the Clone Wars then because I was like, that's insane. Um. Also, do you have anything else to talk about? No, my next note is when uh, Luke's. Uh, aunt and uncle are dead. He finds them crispy. Oh, okay. Wow. He says, General Kenobi, uh, you served with my, my father back in the Clone Wars, so uh, she's clearly talking about Bail Organa, right? Yeah. Oh, which I think is cool that they, they also tied that in, because, I mean, George Lucas left a lot of things open, because, remember, we, we've talked about this in Revenge of the Sith. He kind of does a sloppy job jamming everybody back into their uh, starting places for New Hope. But, yeah, it feels like yeah, like like we said, it feels like oh, he put out Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and he put out and he started writing Revenge of the Sith. He got three fourths of the way through and was like, hold on, we got to put them uh, random in their places for a new hope. Wait a second, I, I know, but we got to give him credit though. He did a, quite a lot. I mean, he set up Bail Organa, which set up that whole comment in New Hope. He set up all these stuff. So I I would I do give him credit. He did a couple things really well because you know I wouldn't even have thought to go back and look over New Hope and be like, oh, there's that comment. How do we explain that? And it's also kind of funny how she says you worked with my father during the Clone Wars, which is actually technically true, even from a biological standpoint. Well. <laughs> I also thought, I mean, you've seen the memes where it's like, whatever happened to my father? Oh, I just cut him in half and left him for dead on the burning lava planet. I know that was my net, or actually that wasn't my next note, but I did want to say something about that is just what the well, hell, Obi-Wan? You really got to lie yeah, to him like that? Because Obi Wan was the one who did it. It wouldn't mean like someone else did it. It was Obi Wan who left him burning half a body on the lava planet. I don't even think Luke ever figured that part out. <laughs> wouldn't it have been funny if he did? Like years later, and like already Obi Wan's like a Force ghost, and he like looks over at Obi Wan's Force ghost, and he's like, "What the heck?" He's like he's like an old man. He's like, he's like old man Luke. Obi Wan's visiting him on his island. He's like, "So I heard you're the one who uh, put my father into a burning lava pit." 
Like, uh, right. Sorry about that funny one. Funny how that happens. Funny how stuff like that. Funny how those coincidences just sort of turn out sometimes. I mean, we have talked about the Force Ghost aspect yeah. of it before, though, because we were like laughing because, like, you know, Anakin turns back to the light and comes back as a Force Ghost to see Anna, Eric, 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 geez, Luke Skywalker like, celebrating on Endor. I can imagine when he dies, yeah. he like, turns around, it's just like 60 youngs he murdered. It's oh, just yeah. like, oh, funny. That, that, hey, that'd be pretty funny. Hey, guys. Uh-huh, hey, 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 little, hey, little Jimmy, uh-huh. how you doing? I'm doing real good. Um, and uh, okay, so uh, I'm my next scene's uh, Mos Eisley. So your your scene comes before that. Your scene with the uh... yeah. Okay, so here's my theory. Here's my theory that Boba Fett killed his uh, aunt and uncle. Okay. As oh no, incineration. As you can see. Oh wait, also no incinerations. He said, "Yeah, Darth Vader literally oh. says no more incinerating." Whoa! Aunt and Uncle had been incinerated. That's so true. Whoa! I didn't connect the dots to that. Yeah, that's my theory, pretty much. Also, can we talk about the line "Only Imperial Stormtroopers could be so precise"? I'm like, yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie, Obi Wan. So that's that was a lie, was it? <laughs> well, that was a lie. Uh, I thought it was very cool that uh, Obi Wan says uh, you'll never find a more wretched hole of scum and villainy. And then and he then says they... after visiting as after visiting Florum. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like mm, sure the, about that. Literally in the opening scenes of coming into Mos Eisley, everything is CGI because he just changed everything around. I know I mean, it's so funny. Quite literally everything. Robots. These little uh, random rat creatures that are running around. This giant beast that hops over a man on a speeder who throws his guy off. Oh, yeah. All CGI. All CGI. Every little speeder that goes by. CGI. 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 It's all CGI. I mean, everything is CGI in this, and it's, like, rough, rough stuff. And then there's just random shot of yeah. this giant creature walking, and it just blocks the camera for, like, 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. I just think this whole scene's like, a mess. Like, why do you have to add all that stuff? It's a little aggressive. I will give you that. What if uh, and I, and I, have you seen the uh, the robot chicken about this next scene where he goes, "You do not, you don't need to see our paper." It's like I do need to see your paper. Yes, I have. You've been using the robot chicken where he was like, "Dad, mm-hmm. Dad, they're the guys you're looking for." It's like it's hot. He's like, "It's a hundred and ten degrees." I'm just trying to do my best. He's like, "I can't hear anything in this," and I was just repeating what he said. I'm repeating what I thought I meant the man say. Uh, it's pretty funny. Eric, moving on to the next scene. Uh, who do you think shot first? Pretty simple. Han. Obviously. Thank you. Clearly. Uh, I thought, and again, back tying that again back to Robot Chicken. The scene where he goes, I don't like you. He doesn't like you either. And then he just died. He gets his arm cut off. Exactly. I love that so much. He gets his arm cut off. Wait, no. Actually, that's my note. Is Why did Obi-Wan just kill that guy he wasn't being like straight up just gonna kill Luke. just chopped his arm off that's it also oh yeah just, that's just right. a little plot inconsistency here uh uh there's a blood coming out of his arm when he cuts it off but uh it's actually yeah. it's actually canon knowledge that uh lightsabers are uh were like designed to be so searing that they already um what's the word um uh cauterized, cauterized the, the wound so that there's no 
Oh, interesting. So I, just, I mean, again, so... again, George Lucas. I mean, you kind of have to suspend your uh, your your beliefs a little bit because you're like, all right, well, clearly George Lucas didn't realize that that was going to be his. It's George Lucas. No, but clearly George Lucas didn't realize that that was going to be one of a, a fact of Star Wars later on. And the, the... I saw a man two days ago who looked a lot like George Lucas, and I was getting a little suspicious. He's around. I gotta say though, that's that's one thing. I mean, George Lucas wrote a masterpiece in in this first movie. I mean, you know what I mean? Like this got everybody into it. If it hadn't been as good as it was, no one would have been as into Star Wars. Yeah, that, that that's sort of the whole thing. Is the first one? It was this, this, the, the symbol I, I will, of what was to come. I will say this scene where he first meets Han Solo and Chewie. And uh, and Chewie goes like I've run outrun Imperial Star Destroyers. I've done this. I've done that. And he starts bragging a little bit. Yeah. I do say he does sound a little bit like the Han Solo Star Wars story, Han. And I appreciate uh, yes. that a little bit because it kind of connects the two a little bit more because it does sound like he's still kind of a kid bragging about what he's done. Yeah, I outrun Imperial Star Destroyers. Yeah, exactly. Um, when they go to the Millennium Falcon, right? And yeah. And, the Millennium Falcon. And Jabba confronts him and is like, hey, you... you oh, it's such a you, bad you, CGI You, you pulled the Trace Martez and dumped the spice. You dumped the spice on me. Again. Did you know that in the original when they came out in 1979, Jabba wasn't Jabba, it was a person? What? Yeah, you look at Jabba the Hutt person. He is quite literally just a random dude in a suit. And they that that was who Jabba was before. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. It's so I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so 1979. And what should I type in? A New Hope. No, it's, uh, you know, it's little. It's it's called it's called. Just look up Jabba the Hutt person, and then go to images. It's so funny. It's just a random dude in like some fur. You see it? What the heck? You see it? I do see it's it. It's wild, right? So I... His name is Declan Mulholland. Mm-hmm. And originally they just called him, uh, originally they called him Jabba or Declan Mulholland. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, that's just an interesting thing that they changed. I had no idea. I knew a lot of different things about Stars, but I had no idea that he was just a, a dude before. That was interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay, what's 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 your next scene that you got? Uh, where my where did I put them? Uh, my next scene is the uh, that's no moon scene. Okay, yeah, mine seems a little bit after that. A little bit after that, I thought the part where they were like that's no moon. Uh, just another another behind. I, I'm just a, I'm just a, a full of these Star Wars facts. Did you know that they filmed uh, the Darth, uh, the Death Star scenes in a parking lot? Really? Yeah. Like they're all just, the hallways are all set up in a parking lot. They just set up like little hallway shots in a parking lot to film them. Huh. Which I thought was quite interesting that they did that. Quite interesting. Um, again, easy to sneak into Imperial places. This is not not to mention. Okay, this Death Star is an Imperial battle station. This would be like us going to the Pentagon with zero identification, and we just kind of hop in, and we're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, yeah, come on in. I'm like, pretty granted, much. They, they uh, granted, search the ship, 
quote unquote, but clearly they don't do a good enough job because they get shot and then their armor gets taken. Yeah, that's my next note. Is it sort of an interesting homage from Solo too? Is in Solo they store the coaxium, the unrefined coaxium, in the floorboards, the same floorboards that like at, they're all hidden when the stormtroopers passed over. Then they came out and shot yeah. them. I just thought that was cool, interesting sort of cameo there. What, from Solo, but again, Solo. what I'm saying is, how is it this easy to sneak into military facilities? How would I know? I mean, it's not like I've ever snuck into a military facility yeah. at all. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> what's your next scene? What's wrong with us? Uh, my next scene is when the um when they're like in the room, just the stormtroopers, and then debating whether or not to go save Leia. Okay, go ahead, do that. So. Okay. So my thing is, I just find it really funny how Han was like, "It's better her than me," and then it it just sort of reminds me. It's just it's kind of different from the Han and Solo. Is he the second that Luke brings up reward? He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna go save her," but in Solo, he still had like helped all those like random people that he had never met. So I don't know. It just sort of felt different. I thought maybe because uh because Kira betrayed him, maybe he like he's lost his sense of trust. Maybe, yeah. I thought yeah. that could just be a reason. Also, for an old man, Alec Guinness climbs out of that cramped hole surprisingly nimbly. Yeah. Except he doesn't. Except okay. he doesn't. My next note is the... F- yeah, that's true. My next note is the fight between um, Vader and... Okay, well, let, let me let me, uh, let me me just go back a little bit before that. The trash compactor scene. Arguably yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. I don't know why. I just love it so much. I love that they just filled this with very space-looking trash. I like that it's closing in. There's just this random mechanical creature that drags Luke under. There's just this weird, like, thing just sort of air-killing, trying to kill Luke. I've been to a normal dump before. Like, a, just a normal, like, a town dump in New Hampshire. Right? Yeah. And that already is disgusting enough to me. But for this random creature... To drag him under like sewage water is just the most like sketched up thing. I know it's so gross. Uh, I also yeah I don't know. Uh, I like how they uh, they tried to prop the uh, that big metal bar while the thing is closing in. Mm-hmm. Thought- also, here's one thing: is my my I actually have a I just thought of this um a fact, but hold on. Actually, no, I need to fact check this before I actually say something. Okay. Why? What, what are you thinking? Okay, so you know the line, um, you're a little short for a stormtrooper? Yeah. Well, you know how tall Princess Leia how was? Tall? She was four foot nine. That's pretty short. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I thought when I saw it was a family guy uh, parody on Star Wars. And Luke is 5'6". Why are all these people so short? <laughs> it's like Luke is 5'6", Leia's 4'9". Four, four and then you just have Vader, who's 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Uh, I was laughing because uh, she says, you're a little short for a stormtrooper. I didn't realize that you had to be tall to be a stormtrooper. I didn't realize that was a requirement. I don't think it is. I think she was just insulting him. I don't know. I think it is a requirement. Wouldn't that have been funny if you like you were like a like a fit, super able person, like an able bodied person? But you're like four foot but you're like five foot three yeah. and you can't like be. Like you're a my height person. and you're like a fitting able and you just want to join their um, empire 
and they're like, nah, you don't. You, you're too. You gotta. Nah, you, you gotta be this tall to, to ride. You gotta be this tall to ride the ride that is the empire. Yeah, uh, I thought that when they're they're crushing it, they put the pipe in between the walls or whatever. Uh, I thought. I mean, had they got that's a pretty smart idea of of, uh, of Hans to actually do that. Yeah, that was actually a solid plan. Um, what's your next scene? Uh, oh, the battle with uh, Obi Wan and Darth Vader. The battle between uh, Vader okay, and Obi Wan. Okay, go ahead. Obi-Wan. Actually, you know what? Wait, before that, I have one last bit before that. I'm sorry. Can I say it? Uh, yeah. The kiss. I'm sorry. I gotta point it out. Why did Annie, uh Why did Luke and Leia kiss? When was this? Right with right before when they they're swinging across with the grappling hook, and she goes for good luck, and then she just kisses him, brother and sister, kiss. Right there. Oh well, that also happens in Empire Strikes That's Back. It. But that, but that one, they that one. But yeah, but no. One, think, knowing like, what I know now, it's disgusting. It's horrifying. Yeah, I, I wonder if it like she could tell because I mean they're both Force users later on. So like, could they tell? Could they tell? Ah, oh, no, this is wrong. I, there's some sort of thing. You <laughs> think Luke and his all-knowing knowledge of a Jedi Knight, he just couldn't figure out that Leia was his sister? Like a tingle, and he was like, "This ew, ew." <laughs> <laughs> Vader has like a vision. He's like, "Oh my god, that's what disgusting!" He goes, "I just stalkily creep mine and talk about sand." Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so Darth Vader fight scene. Okay, so I have two things. One, I think they, if they really wanted to, they could remake this scene and make it a lot I more epic. Because you'll notice, especially in A New Hope, it's the only lightsaber duel, and it's pretty lackluster. Well, did you see the first new? They're just sort of walking around, kind of. Swinging. Well, did you see the person who did recreate it? The no. person did. If you look it up, recreation of the actual battle. It's really, really cool and well done. Because they, they, and the other one still... is, I find it how interesting. Oh, so you know how Obi Wan says that iconic line, "You're only a master of evil, yeah. Darth." Why would he not call him Vader? Why would he call him by Darth? Because Darth is a title. I don't know. I, at that point, I, I can't. So if you think about it like this, maybe George Lucas originally was intending Darth to be his name. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe he just didn't know or suspended animation. I liked when Obi-Wan said, if you kill me, I will become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Yeah, if you strike yeah, me down, I'll become more powerful than you can ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So finally, we're moving into the last scene. And honestly, and this is this might sound weird, but in the final scene with uh, with the, when they try to blow up the Death Star, I have minimal lines about this scene. Yeah, just, so do just, I. I don't have a just, whole lot there. It's just super well done, and then like because it's a space car chase action scene, and they pull it off like it's the first, like the best thing they've ever done. I mean, pretty much. And I love it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, they they made this thing the best thing there's ever been, and I love it. So yeah, it was good. It was good. That that's all I've got, really. Really? Okay. Well, my thing was, I thought George Lucas ended it really strategically. Because the way he set it up is, you never see Vader. You, you never see Vader die. Yes. And most of the, and all the important characters live except for Obi Wan, but he comes back as like a Force ghost in his head. So I thought George, you never see Vader actually die. So I thought it was really interesting how George Lucas set it up really strategically, where if he didn't have enough, if he didn't get like a good enough um sort of like feedback from the public, then he didn't have to make a new one. And you could just sort of suspend your disbelief and just assume, yeah, Vader just flew off into space and died. Yeah, no, he definitely, but, definitely, he definitely did that strategically. But if he did want to make a new one, he can make it so oh, they found Vader and he's alive and all that. Yeah, 
And I think he did that really well. I think the whole time, the entire last fight scene was great. Um, New Hope, I think overall, just in its ability to just change the, really change the world by introducing the world to Star Wars. And the space opera, Western, crazy action, fighting, blasting, love story. Everything about it was just amazing. Yeah, but it, really but, good. But you also did you had to point out it's a little slow. So for that reason, I think I give this a seven out of ten. Yeah, same. I give it a seven out of ten. And I think the only reason we find it slow is because we've been watching like the prequels and stuff. When George Lucas was like, "Okay, we got to put a lot of action in this one." Yeah, guys. sure. So we've crammed kind of, we've almost been blinded by that aspect of it. But yeah. In any case, I think it was a great movie. Tune in next week to hear us talk about arguably the best Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I feel like that was the best received one of all time, but we're going to get to that next week. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Malarkey Podcast with Jagger, Eric, and sometimes other people as well. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Copy RSS, Radio Public, or wherever else podcasts are broadcasted. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next time.